Hello, and welcome to Informatically Speaking, a Greater Delaware Valley ANEA podcast designed to promote knowledge sharing in the field of nursing informatics locally, nationally, and globally within our unique industry. At GDV ANEA, we are committed to providing opportunities for professional development with the goal of advancing nursing informatics practice. I'm your host, Constance McLaughlin. In today's podcast, we are speaking with Ingrid Hillman, who serves as president of our Greater Delaware chapter. Ingrid is currently an assistant professor and graduate faculty at Thomas Jefferson University's College of Nursing in Philadelphia. She has a long history with informatics, having worked on clinical systems implementations and upgrades, along with teaching clinical documentation classes for the Jefferson Hospital Nursing Orientation. Ingrid is DMP prepared and holds an MSN in informatics. So thanks for joining us today. Great to have you, Ingrid. Yes, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to come and meet with you and and spend some time together to, to talk about our chapter. That's what we're here for. We're here to support the Greater Delaware Valley. And, you know, I'm I'm encouraged about this initiative that you are spearheading. I'm excited that this is a very contemporary initiative, and I think it's a good time to launch this podcast, and I'm excited to be part of it. So thank you very much for inviting me. Excellent. Well, welcome. So we both currently serve the GDV informatics community and leadership positions. Uh, We have an election year uh, to fill this year to fill president-elect and treasurer. We have over 200 members, and yet historically, not many people take an active role in our communities. So we often talk of the importance of giving back to our community, our informatics community. However, many of our colleagues don't really know how our chapter works. So I think it would be great for us to talk a little bit about what the executive board has done for the chapter thus far, really over the past year. Wonderful. Yeah, the executive board currently is made up of the various leadership roles in our chapter. So our leadership represents the president the president-elect, which is a replacement for the vice president. So when we adopted the new bylaws, we converted and we're going with the term president-elect. And that aligns with the parent organization of ANEA and how they have their bylaws set. So at the ANEA level, they also have president and president-elect. So every year we will have an election for president-elect. And the other board positions are secretary and treasurer. They also are a voting position. Mm -hmm. Part of our executive board, we also have committee leadership. So Fran Cornelius is our current tech administrator and she runs our technology committee. And so she comes to our executive board meetings. She represents the tech technology committee. 
We also have chair people for our other two committees of membership and education. And both of us currently are in those positions <laughs> as chair of membership and education. This is something that we took on over this past year. We definitely are looking at succession planning. So we definitely want to identify folks who have a passion for leadership and have a passion for service not only to their profession, but also to things that they want to improve in their own skill set. So they might not think of themselves as a leader, but they naturally had the tendency to lead initiatives. So I think that would be something that I would definitely put a plug out. I know we'll talk more about that, but I definitely would uh, like to say that when we have all come together for our executive leadership meetings, we come from different places. So we bring different aspects of leadership to our chapter leadership. And I think that's what makes a nice compliment. It really, we have a well, very well-rounded executive board and we're able to work well together and make decisions for the executive board and for not only the board, but also for our chapter. I agree. And it really takes all kinds, right? It takes all of us from all of our different experiences and our jobs that we've had over the years. And you're right. You're exactly right. I think people kind of discount themselves as leaders sometimes. Everybody really has so much to offer. But that's really the part of the, the point of this podcast is to really start to up the ante and have better engagement within our own chapter. We have a lot of people out there and hopefully a lot of people that are listening to this that will start to understand, hey, you know, I think that I might be able to add some value and take a leadership role or at least just engage in the committees to help us out with some of these things, with some of the work that we have planned out really We've gone through a reorganization in this past year. So the, the rest of this year, as you're working through the rest of your term, and then as I take over next year, we, we definitely have some plans. Um, and you started to touch a little bit on the structure. So before now, or before I would say probably about a year ago, we had the technology committee. And we had the conference planning committee. And, and that was it. <laughs> had, and, and we also had a, a connections committee. Uh, yes, connections. Yes. Let's not forget connections. They did a, so much work with our social hours and spring event. But now when we look at how we are, and I think because you posted that great video on our website about the structure, we have the membership committee. We have the technology committee, and then on that same level, we have education as a whole with all of the work that's falling in underneath of that. So it kind of alleviates some of the work that the executive board was doing with sponsorships and social media posting and, and all of that. So I think we're getting to the point now where we're, uh, we're better structured just from an organization, how we are organized and how the accountability is, is shared across the chapter. Right, and part of that organization and accountability is that we had charters set up. So we developed a charter for each of those three committees. And that is something you know that we looked to our membership of each of the committees to help with the charter. So they had input into their own charter. And you know, within membership, 
we have nominations, recruitment and retention, and marketing. So those three subcommittees or those three initiatives is something that helps us frame out the work that's being done by membership. And that's something that you've spearheaded. And you, your membership on that committee has come together and has really helped with increasing a social media presence. So there has been routine postings out there, there routine um, visibility. So it's, it's almost like you can rely on knowing that there's going to be something coming through your inbox through our chapter email, but then also there is, you know, across the different platforms between Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, those four platforms, we do have postings. We are probably the most followed on LinkedIn, but I think part of the work that we've done this year will lay a good foundation for what we're looking to do for next year. Would you like me to just highlight some of those accomplishments that we did this particular year? Yeah, absolutely. That would be great. The, this particular year, when we've come together with our executive board, we've always looked to our goals. So we always wanted to see how we were meeting our goals. And throughout that was one of the focuses was to look at our brand. So currently, Greater Delaware Valley is a chapter within ANEA, and we have a logo, but then we also have a brand that we are informaticists and that we do have informaticists from different types of organizations. It's not just your traditional healthcare organization or hospital. We have skilled nursing facility representation. We have vendors representation, corporate level representation, academia. So there's all these different things that make up us. So that's why we wanted to also take a look at branding to identify how we could put a fresh face on the greater Delaware Valley. So right now, when you think about the, the planning committee and all of the education and the preparation that goes in on that, that's more front facing, right? Stakeholder facing, if you will. The technology always feels like it's behind the scenes. They're doing so much on the website. They, they're helping us with this podcast. They're pulling statistics for us um, and helping us with, the, of course, the, the fall conference and the spring event and any other broadcast that we have that we have scheduled. So there's a ton of work going on in there. But then also in the membership committee, working through the election cycle, all of the, the campaigns that we're actually planning on, we have a lot of things that we want to start pushing out as well. So we definitely need uh, more folks to, to be engaged. So there's the front facing opportunities and then there's the back end opportunities and then I think somewhere in between is the tech <laughs> so that you know there's a little bit for everybody because I know that there's there's folks that just want to kind of live in the background and and maybe just work on some membership stuff or whatever I mean we have a ton of work to do there so it's it would be great to have more folks joining us for sure and that's something I do hear I do hear that people might be involved in other organizations so they they still want to stay engaged but they might not be in a position to take a leadership role but they want to be behind the scenes and they want to contribute to the work of the committees right and when you think about that organizational chart that is posted in the video on the website you know the it visually represents how we're structured and there is still opportunities to develop each of those sections. So 
we currently have membership on all three, but we're always looking for additional folks that want to join in. And so this opportunity to learn more about the chapter committees, I would encourage folks to reach out to us in an email. And also if there's ever a time where there's an open meeting that folks can attend, they can come and join our open meetings. That is something that we have sent out in our Gmail. So we can let folks know when the meetings are open for people to join and come and learn more about us. And that's pretty new too. I think you just started opening some education committees meetings to the public, right? Yes. I opened it up and what we found is that students are looking for ways to get involved and they're looking for what is happening now in the world of informatics. So we can be that first touch point they can come and get a sense of who's involved and, and learn more without a permanent commitment. So if they're already a student, they're enrolled in a program, they most likely have to do some type of practicum or clinical hours. And they might be also looking for preceptors or need to get involved in some type of capstone or project. So coming to an open education meeting, they get to learn different people who are on the committee I would definitely encourage anyone to then follow up and search for the person on LinkedIn or drop in your email into the chat during the meetings just because you have a captive audience. You, you know, everybody is here virtually. And one thing about informatics that I have shared with my students is that it's almost like when you go to a new worship facility. So if you're going to a new church or a synagogue or a temple, or if you're going to any type of gathering of religious folks it's almost like they know you're the new person they come up to you they greet you they want to know about you they embrace you and you have to be prepared for that the same thing has happened in informatics <laughs> when we come together in a public space it is very easy for someone to come up to you and say hi i'm so and so i work for this organization this is what i do this who are you where do you work what do you do they they're very uh, engaging and they are not wallflowers. They definitely are the folks that are out there with their hand out front, shaking their hand, introducing you, welcoming you. And so I try to prepare my students for that because some people might not be ready for to be approached in that way. Uh, so that's something that uh, I, I have found that being in informatics has been a very welcoming experience. I agree. We're pretty open people you know we want to understand where other people are coming from and learn from them as well um, but i think it's important to be prepared for that openness but one thing too i wanted to to bring up was the uh the time commitment so when we talk about the different committees and the time commitment for me as a chair of the membership committee i do spend a couple probably a little bit more time because I am the chair. Um, but really, when I was a participant back in the day, a couple years ago, I'll say, uh, when I first joined with the planning committee for the conference, I spent a couple hours a month, really. It wasn't a huge time commitment. Um, and I think that's that's a, a misconception of, of folks that may feel a little hesitant to join a committee, whether it is a leadership role or a participant role and part of the group, I think it's important we talk a little bit about that time commitment because there's a misconception that I already have a day job, 
I don't have time for all this. So what, what do you, what do you think you want to share about that? Well, it's a good, it's definitely a good thing to put a spotlight on because, and it's also good to clear up any misunderstanding or, or confusion because we are all volunteers. We all have signed up to be a member of the American Nursing Informatics Association. And we are fortunate based on where we live that we have a local chapter. There are some states where there is no chapter directly associated with where you live. So if you join the greater Delaware Valley, by the nature of the zip code that you joined in, you are part of our chapter. The other thing is if you move out of the area, you can still stay with us, especially since the pandemic, we have engaged virtually and remotely, and we have members who want to continue to stay engaged and support our chapter. So even though they have moved out of our area of Pennsylvania and Southern New Jersey, they still keep our membership. So as far as time commitment goes, I would say that you have to initially invest a little bit of upfront time to get organized and to plan out the year. But once you plan out the year, that's where everyone can divide and conquer. So I like to use the the term accountability partner. So often when we have an initiative in the education committee, I will ask if there's anybody that could join, let's say the person who is the initial person who volunteered. So for example, we have a social hour that we hold every other month on the odd months, and there's always a host. And the host is the person who runs the social hour it's 45 minutes, even though we call it a social hour, it's held during lunch. But the idea is you have a host and then you have a co-host. The host will moderate the conversation and get everybody you know, started. But then the co-host can also help with managing the time, just moving the conversation along, you know, trying to navigate that awkward silence that sometimes happens. So we, we encourage almost like a buddy system. Uh, I use accountability partners because we come up with the titles and the themes for our social hour. So when it, you know, the one social hour is over, let's say in January, then the next one or maybe it is starting to be planned in so that there isn't an overlap and no one is confused of which one we're trying to focus on. So January will come and be held and then they'll immediately the next two people or the next host will know that they have to start working on getting ready for the March social hour. And they'll already put out emails and and try to brainstorm different titles. So that's part of one of the initiatives that we do. As far as um, time commitment within education, we do meet once a month for an hour. So the chairperson does spend more time with preparing agendas and working with whoever's going to be the note taker and getting minutes out and things like that. And if there's any tasks that come out of those meetings, then the chairperson helps lead everyone and they might have to gently nudge some people to you know, have that accountability piece. So sometimes the <laughs> leaders are the accountability partners in many areas. So as far as time commitment, what's also interesting is we try to be considerate of other meetings that are held during the week. 
So some people can meet during the day, but most people can only meet in the evenings. Mm -hmm. So we have sent out polls. We've used different survey platforms to try to survey our members so that we pick a time and a day that works for most of us. And if members can't join or can't attend, then they usually send an email ahead and they'll say, you know, please keep me in the loop or I'll read minutes and, you know, that they want to stay engaged. So we've been fortunate in the education committee that we have members that are engaged. If anyone's listening that is thinking about how can I participate, how can I join, how can I learn more is get involved in conference planning because it takes many different skill sets to put on a full day conference. It's true. It takes a lot of different uh, talent and thought processes to put on the show that we do in uh, in every fall. So you talked about the checklist. That is one of the other things that we were working on as well over the year. So putting together the structure, but also documenting what we've been doing so that we are succession planning in effect, right? So we're putting together how we're actually doing all of this so that we can bring others along. So it's it's not so hard for the next to, who want to come up and, and want to keep working through this with us um, because it's so important that we do plan that, um, but also the documentation piece of it. And of course, uh, you know, that's the nurses in us, right? We want to make sure we're documenting, but I think that sets the stage. It's nice to to segue into that of what's what's next. We're working through all of these things, we're documenting, we're restructured, we're really starting to shore this up and it's business-like. I mean, it's exciting, right? It is very exciting and it's encouraging that we have been able to build something that we can hand off. Over the past few years, there have been some transitions between different people in leadership positions within our chapter. So myself as the chapter president, I have been part of that handoff and I, before becoming president, I was treasurer. So I have the insight of what it is to be in that position. So when our new treasurer came on board, I was able to facilitate that handoff. And the same thing, whenever we have that secretary role transition, there's you know certain things that we that is expected of those positions. So I feel like when we look to our future, we have a structure in place that we can pass along. And the person who follows us or follows any of these positions will have something to refer to. Mm-hmm. They won't be learning from scratch right there is an interest among other chapters to put together this is something that recently came out of the meeting so our regional director has monthly meetings with all the chapter leaders and this is something that came out of the most recent meeting was to put together a handoff from position to position. So that currently doesn't exist right now at the chapter level, but we start from our bylaws and we look at the roles and responsibilities that are defined in our bylaws. But then what does that mean specifically for the each position? So 
like you're going into the president position, you're in president-elect, we have set up meetings to help with that transition. And so at the time of this recording, we're mid-year, but when this recording is launched, you know, we'll be further along in the year. So part of your preparation to become president is for me to also start handing off and letting you know some of the legacy things that we've done and and some of the things that have to be done every year. I feel like there is good partnership between membership, technology, and education, because there's things that education does that we need the help of membership and we need the help of technology to carry out. So education is not a freestanding silo, right? They're not siloed. We we definitely cross collaborate. Mm -hmm. And as far as looking into 2024, I already mentioned that we are looking at our branding and we're going to be unveiling a new logo. This podcast is going to be launched. That is a new initiative that we're that we're going to be launching and also bringing in additional speakers. This particular year is our first year of having the president elect role. So now every year we have to have elections for president elect. And the last thing that I can see right now that's on our horizon, it's not the last thing that we're going to be doing, but just for right now, what's on the horizon is we're going to be applying for the Distinguished Chapter Recognition Award. And ANEA has two levels. So we will be applying for the silver level, which is the entry level to become a Distinguished Chapter. And that's something that we are going to be bringing together uh, and putting an application together for. It, it it pays off to have all this hard work um, that we're doing and uh, explaining it to folks so that we are able to engage more people because I, I really feel like there's so many talented folks out there. And of course, I always say this, it looks good on your resume because this is a, because it is a voluntary position or, you know, just uh, however you want to engage in the chapter. That is something that every organization looks for is what, what are you doing on the outside? And especially if you're part of an official organization within your own job. You're classified as an informaticist, no matter what kind of job in informatics you actually have. This is the kind of opportunity that just shines a light on the fact that you are passionate about your work and that you are still giving, you're giving to others and you're part of the community. So it's exciting. Definitely. The the aspect that, that, that you brought up about giving, giving of yourself is rewarding. And one thing that this opportunity has given me is a chance to give service to my profession. So when I am putting together my annual employee review for my chair at the College of Nursing, I have to present my CV, my curriculum vitae. And part of my curriculum vitae is service to the profession, service to the college, service to the health system, service to the community. You know, everything starts with service to, and then there's different categories that fall under. So this is not only service to my profession, but it's also service to my community. The opportunity to participate on a committee, especially within the greater Delaware Valley, is it's very welcoming. We check our egos at the door we encourage participation 
and we welcome different ways of thinking. Because if you don't embrace differences, then you might get stuck. So, and without a doubt for the past several years, Greater Delaware Valley has not been stuck. We have definitely expanded and we've grown in ways that isn't always visible. It's not always obvious, but I can definitely say we are constantly communicating. If, if, if anything, we, we have a presence in someone's inbox. We have to strike a balance with not being too overly present, but then we're hoping that what we're communicating to our membership is that we are engaged, we are active, and that we are looking for participation. We are, we're inviting people to come back and join us and, and help us uh, continue the work of this chapter. Well, you know, your the passion that you have uh, for this chapter definitely uh, rings out. I just want to say thank you for your service all these years, Ingrid, because you have been an integral part of this chapter, along with the others who paved the way all those years ago to move us forward and really help me today to not only make plans for the future for next year and our succession planning, but also to bring light to the importance of us all staying connected and, and being a community and giving back to the community. So thank you. And um, thank you for being part of the show today. We're yes. so appreciative of you. I appreciate that you invited me to do this. And I think this is a, an example of how the handoff continues. It's your idea to start this podcast is contemporary and it's relevant and it's important that we highlight informatics because informatics isn't going away. We need informatics and informatics touches every aspect of healthcare. So I appreciate that you invited me to do this and the service will continue under your great leadership. And we are benefiting from the work of our predecessors. And what's interesting with how Greater Delaware Valley was started, I'll just end with this, that Greater Delaware Valley chose to become part of ANEA because of the what ANEA stands for and the benefits of being an ANEA member. So before we were a separate independent organization and the Delaware Valley Nurses Computer Network is something that started in the 80s and there are um, legacy members who have continued to reach out engage and what's interesting is that before I became president the person who was president is Eileen D'Amico and we have a lot of credit to give her because Eileen had the vision to take the Delaware Valley Nursing Computer Network and bring it under ANEA as a national organization so I feel honored to be the second president of this chapter and to be able to pass that on to you. So thank you very much for this opportunity. Yes, we we definitely owe Eileen a debt of gratitude for sure. There are many other names um, that I'm sure that we could we could list out as well, but uh, I think we'll we'll land here. We will definitely invite you back, Ingrid, to talk about our legacy, of, about our history, and we look forward to that. So thank you, Ingrid. Thank you. Also, Constance, I appreciate this time, and I look forward to listening to the other podcasts as well. Oh, it'll be fun.
for sure. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you'll join us again for another session of Informatically Speaking. This has been a production of the Greater Delaware Valley Chapter of the American Nursing Informatics Association. For more information about the GDV ANIA Chapter, visit us at community.ania.org slash greater Delaware Valley slash home.